Welcome to AEC Leadership Today, the podcast designed exclusively for engineering, architecture, and construction industry leaders who want to stay relevant and effective. The show takes on the most pressing issues facing the AEC industry and was created to help you and your firm grow and prosper in the 21st century. The host of AEC Leadership Today is Pete Atherton, a professional engineer and former AEC principal and owner turned AEC coach and consultant. And now, take a break from your never-ending to-do list and welcome Peter Atherton. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to the 19th episode of the first ever AEC Industry Podstorm. 21 straight days of podcast episodes designed to position you and your team for greater success in 2021 and beyond. Well, we have an increasing number of topics being asked about, and we're running short on episodes left in this series. So today, I'm going to combine two topics. Two topics that may initially seem unrelated, but which are, in fact, very much connected and critical to our growth. Whether that be organic growth, one great employee at a time, or larger scale growth through mergers or acquisitions. I'll begin with onboarding in general and then transition to its critical connection with M&A. And for this onboarding portion, I'm going to lean into a few aspects of a great podcast discussion I recently had with Kristen Gallagher, a learning design and onboarding expert. So onboarding, it's so much more than the one day orientation and gap filled first weeks so many of us have experienced. Onboarding done well today is a three to six month plus process that successfully integrates HR, leadership, management, and operations in a well-designed and executed set of actions participants are trained and prepared for and excited to participate in because they know the upside to doing it right and the downside to not. Let me repeat that. Onboarding done well today is a three to six month plus process that successfully integrates HR, leadership, management, and operations in a well-designed and executed set of actions. Participants are trained and prepared for and excited to participate in because they know the upside to doing it right and the downside to not. So what's the upside? Having the talent you want in your organization and on your team coming in and succeeding as fast as possible. It's the talent to whom you've invested real time, energy, and money pursuing, coming into your organization and becoming engaged and productive, and becoming an overall contributor to the new level of success you thought possible. Let me say that again, too. The upside is having the talent you want in your organization and on your team coming in and succeeding as fast as possible. It's the talent to whom you have invested real time, energy, and money pursuing, coming into your organization and becoming engaged and productive and becoming an overall contributor to the new level of success you thought possible and then having them want to stick around. If we're not able to engage them early, we risk not being able to engage them at all. And if we're not able to get them productive in terms of effective project work and or learning all your key processes and systems, we're losing time and money And we're also likely enabling bad or countercultural habits to form that will be harder later to reverse. And if we're not able to get them to contribute to the new level of success you thought possible with their addition, we have opportunity costs on our end 
and we may be seeding disappointment or disillusionment on their end, both of which can limit our ability to retain them. And one interesting element that I observed in practice, but didn't realize was a thing that Kristen brought up in our discussion, is that it often takes a long time and a lot of energy to get a technical professional to move, to move and take on a new position in a new organization, even if they don't particularly like or enjoy their circumstances where they're at, and especially if they've been there a while. But when we can finally get them to move, the inertia is gone. And that technical professional will much more easily move on to another destination if the one they just chose to move to doesn't meet expectations. So this risk of our new recruits transitioning out of our organization faster than they did with their former organization is real and something we need to be very guarded against. Now, at the same time, we're designing our onboarding programs to maximize engagement, productivity, contribution, and retention. We also need to make sure that we're in a position to recognize any bad hires and move on from them as fast as possible before any damage is done. So what does a well-designed and executed onboarding program look like? Well, as Kristen explains, we should look at onboarding in terms of a three-layer cake. One layer at the corporate level, one layer at the department level, and one layer at the team level, with each level playing a key role. The corporate layer connects the new talent directly to leadership and to the organization mission, vision, and values and overall strategic goals and objectives. The department layer provides context to organizational goals and objectives in terms of specific project and pursuit types and helps to establish an initial network. The team layer affirms what's been presented at the corporate and department levels and specifically establishes all professional expectations in terms of dress codes, comings and goings, standard operating procedures and protocols, and communications. Essentially all the micro level and day-to-day -day things a new person needs to know to ease anxiety and fear and begin to gain confidence and momentum in their new environment. The team layer also walks new employees or new partners or contractors for that matter through the specific technologies, tools, processes, and systems to be used for the work. And also breaks down the specific projects, tasks, and opportunities to be worked on. I do wanna make the point here that from a functional and organizational development perspective, that there are also tremendous benefits to your existing employees in developing and executing all the elements of this three-layer cake in terms of increased inter-team and cross-functional knowledge sharing and improved connections and camaraderie that can get reinforced with each new hire. There is certainly much more to this, and I'll make sure to have a link in the show notes to my full conversation with Kristen Gallagher. Okay, let's switch now to onboarding's connection to M&A, and in particular, its connection to successful M&A. Any merger or acquisition requires not only successful onboarding, but successful onboarding at scale in order for it to be successful. And what I mean is that without the ability to successfully onboard and integrate all of the new people into the new organization and their department and team, the promise of the deal won't last much beyond deal day. Let me say that again. Any merger or acquisition requires not only successful onboarding, but successful onboarding at scale in order for the merger or acquisition itself to be successful. And what I mean is that without the ability to successfully onboard and integrate 
all of the new people into the organization in their specific department and teams, the promise of the deal won't last much beyond deal day. In order to be successful, we need to think of M&A as more in terms of a marriage and not a wedding day. And more specifically, a marriage where the vast majority of those being asked to link together and make the new and better entity happen were number one, not part of the courting process, and number two, had little to say in establishing what's next. In terms of M&A, there's always a lot of energy around the deal, and rightfully so. But as leaders and leadership teams, and in concert with HR and our entire management and operations team, we need to make sure there is adequate initial and continued energy in terms of onboarding and integration. And in this sense, a well-designed and executed three-layer onboarding program is the only real way to clarify what's next and begin the engagement and change management process that will be essential for realizing the promise of the deal and any real long-term ROI. And the larger the deal and more important the upside, the more critical successful onboarding becomes. All right, that's all for today. A look into how better onboarding can help us achieve greater success now, one great new hire or team member at a time, and how better onboarding is even more critical to realizing both success and an actual return on investment when it comes to growth through mergers and acquisitions. I can't believe we have just two episodes left in this series. That said, please keep your thoughts and comments coming in as we truly appreciate them. I look forward to connecting with you in our next episode. And in the meantime, please take care and stay safe. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of AEC Leadership Today. If you want to stay relevant and effective and take your growth and prosperity to new levels, it's time to take action. To learn more about how Pete can help take you and your firm to the next level, visit www.actionsprove.com. That's www.actionsprove.com. See you next time on the AEC Leadership Today podcast.